Rise of the Beast of Unimaginable Obsession to recap on the podcast of Man. This is the Gigantic Some metal riff, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I always think about one of my favorite, my own favorite podcasts, the Kaiju Cast, and they used to immediately go into this guitar riff by. Heavy melody, which would go, and it was from a Godzilla video game. So, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's anyway, a- that's not Kaiju Cast, though. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, love you. Um, this is uh, this is the Gigantic Cast, episode two, with all things gigantic and casty. And okay, wait. <laughs> I am your host, Matt Frank. Uh, I am a comic book artist and illustrator uh, with IEW Publishing, Famous Monsters of Filmland, uh, American Gothic Press. I, uh, in the words of Mr. Jason Murphy, uh, draw a bunch of lizards. And, Is uh, that what he said? That's what he said. He <laughs> draws like comics about lizards. Uh, and I have with me today... His, uh, I'm Chris Cox. I'm the the owner and operator of OneOfUs.net, where we firmly support passion and there's one thing that uh matt frank has is a lot of passion for giant monsters yep love them love them they are the cause of and solution to all of my problems in my life uh i am just your functioning as your sidekick here on this amazing ride uh where we're now we're talking about gamera for the second episode yeah if you haven't listened to part one please get on one of us.net you can the search bar works great and just type in giganticast Mm -hmm. and it'll bring you right to the list of all the the current the the episodes we've recorded uh listen to part one where we talk about gamera gamera versus baragon gamera versus G- G- gauss gauss Come uh on, gamera versus virus 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 damn it sorry and gamera versus uh i forget this one garon garon okay <laughs> and gamera versus uh, uh jiger there you go yeah yeah which still sounds like liger like, what is it it's a tiger crossed with yeah coelacanth i told uh, you coelacanth triceratops <laughs> that He's a bit of a rapist. Okay. Okay. But moving on from that, now we're starting, we're still in the Showa years, and we're talking mm-hmm. about Gamera versus Zegra in 1971. Oh, boy. I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of simultaneous groaning and cheering for the fact that we're talking about this episode. Okay. Gamera versus Zegra is the last film of the Showa Gamera cycle, not including Gamera Super Monster, but we'll get to that. Um, Which many years later. Mm, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Nine it's, years it's, later, it's considering how how that film looks so much like a Showa movie. Uh, it's kind of easy to forget it was made in 1980. <laughs> but so, Gamera versus Zegra, though. Uh, this is regarded as possibly the worst Gamera movie. Really? Oh yeah. So is this the reason why there was a long break? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. I had to had to gird my loins there. To, to get back and rewatch this one? Well, I also had to go uh, proffer up offerings to Zegra, our lord and master. Okay. Yeah. Because Zegra, our lord and master, uh, <laughs> knows all and sees all because he is our lord and master. Are uh, you saying Zegra is this is Gamma versus God, is what you're saying? Uh, I I wouldn't go that low on the on the scale as far as fandoms go. <laughs> there is a large contingency of kaiju fans who like they recognize this movie is kind of garbage, mm-hmm. but Zegra is held up as one of the greatest characters in kaiju history. Okay, yeah. So the basic <laughs> setup of Gamma versus Zegra is um, apparently in this universe there are bases on the moon, like you do. Yeah. I would assume that would have happened by now in this universe with all yeah. this kids flying in spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is definitely a, a, a big... Uh, that was definitely a staple of the of the Toho films. Um, they were always trying to so, show, like, well, how has the world been affected by the fact that there are monsters and stuff, and aliens? But in Gamma vs. Zegra, uh, the moon base is attacked by this alien spaceship. We're back to aliens. And uh, an astronaut is kidnapped... Uh, teleported away. Uh, the rest of the base is destroyed. Uh, cut to Earth uh, and SeaWorld. Yes, this was a big. This was a big marketing tie-in with J- 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 oh, Tokyo SeaWorld. Okay. Yeah. Which, <laughs> in the words of MST3K, wow, Tokyo SeaWorld sucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing world and parking land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the gift shop. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's a 1970s SeaWorld, so it's kind of cheap and a little a little lame. But, uh, you know, it's charming. Still got a bunch of tortured whales, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, the, 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 a lot of the action takes place around this marine park. 
I'm actually not sure if it's a SeaWorld. It might have just been an adopted. It's Literally SeaWorld-esque. It's very SeaWorld-esque. So, uh, the main characters are a plucky pair of kids. <gasps> I know, shocking. <laughs> a camera movie with children protagonists? The two kids, again, there's a little Japanese kid and a little American kid. A little white little white girl, actually. Uh, and so they, is she evil, then? Um... She is uh, fucking obnoxious, and okay. I really want to hit her with a, something heavy and possibly made of glass. Um, <laughs> Jesus. She, these are the worst. These characters are the fucking worst. But, I mean, again, it's a camera movie, so I can't hate it too much. It's charming <laughs> in its weirdness. This movie, it's... Uh, okay, so the kids are out with their uh, fathers, who are both marine biologists... Um, there's some shit going on in the Pacific. They're trying to figure out why all these why all these fish are dying off. They get kidnapped by an alien. As you do. As you do. The same alien from the moon. Uh, the astronaut has been mind-controlled and turned into a uh, space babe. Uh, the, like the same related space babes from... Uh, uh, I can't remember the other one. Can't remember you're on. Yeah. No, a different space babe. Okay. No less. Um, a lot of space babes. Yeah. No. Right. N- uh, no less weird bonery. Okay. Though. But brain eating. No, not brain eating. Okay. She just. The plan doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Her plan is to uh, reveal to these people that what their plan is, and broadcast their plan to the rest of the world that we are going to destroy the world. We're here to conquer the world. Clearly has never watched a James Bond film. Clearly, yeah. (laughs) So they broadcast the plan already. They, uh, the the alien babe, space babe, hypnotizes with a snap of her fingers the two grown-ups. And then instead of just doing that to the kids, she awkwardly chases them around the spaceship until they push a button and escape. Okay, the yeah. escape button. Escape the 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 escape from alien space bay button. So presumably not. They're not walking around on the moon. Then they're like no. they're in some sort of escape shuttle. They were no. They just get teleported in a boat back onto the water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were in a boat to start. <laughs> I, I, you can't ask too many questions. <laughs> yeah. I've discovered here. Okay. So they so they um they escape. Uh, Zegra, the overlord, who's the, the the commander of the ship, this weird shark-headed thing on the top of the ship, uh, commands the girl, the space babe, to go find the kids and kill them because they know our plan. The, the, Didn't they broadcast the plan? They broadcast the, the plan! <laughs> so that makes no sense. Yep, it's just a flimsy excuse they for them to... They know where the escape button is. <laughs> <laughs> if we bring anybody else onto our tiny ship, they can escape just as easily. I, I mean, apparently you just push buttons on the console and you get lucky. In my experience, aliens in kaiju films have big plans, very little actual follow-through or common sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. I mean, I can think of a few that came close, but then were felled by, I don't know, a certain sonic sound. Yeah. And made their heads explode, that sort of thing. Still, poor like, planning. Like you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. So, so I'll just fast forward to the rest of it. The kids are kind of on the run from the space bay for a good part of the movie. Meanwhile, the community around the ocean park is kind of in turmoil because they all know Zegra is out there and he's going to uh, kill us all. Uh, Gamera shows up, destroys the ship... Then Zegra actually comes out, and Zegra is a giant talking shark. That actually sounds kind of frightening. Uh, yeah, Zegra is one of the cooler-looking monsters. It's like a goblin shark, so it has that long nose and a little beak. Mm. But it's made out of blades. They had a man shark on the Flash the other day, but that's oh, did they? Nor there, yeah. Was it a guy in a suit or was it CGI? No, it was CGI. But care. it still looked um, awesome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even though the shark Flash took him down like. That. Oh man! Done. <laughs> I did not. I didn't care for the first episode. God. I like the. Killing I like the other here. ones. I like the the ones I've seen after okay. that. All right. So the first anyway, 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 anyway. There's, um, no, there's no the Flash in in kaiju films. I would watch that though. Uh, so <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, Zegra like at one point captures the humans to hold them ransom. The uh, militaries of the world decide to surrender lest these hostages be killed. The world for like these four people. That seems unlikely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, the Americans clearly weren't like, calling, making the shots here. Take place after the Federation was formed. And... <laughs> 
nope, this is just, we can't let the kids die. Yeah, so, yeah, so Gamera... So, you know, I'd hate to see what they had done if they had kidnapped Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, you can have him back. <laughs> we'll do anything to save Matt Damon. Anything. Oh, man. It's a yeah. national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But anyway, so Gamera saves the day like you do, has a big fight with Zegra, and, you know, it's fairly standard at this point, this back and forth. Gamera gets knocked out in the first round, comes back for another round, wins the day, children cheer him, there's the theme song, Gamera! He flies, farts he, off. He farts off <laughs> into the into the sunset. And uh, second stun of the right and straight on till morning! <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that was Gamma vs. Zegra. Watch it or not. Uh, <laughs> it does have one of the best villains. Zegra is your master now. I mean, giant shark monster seems pretty cool. It's a, Yeah, he's definitely the best part of the movie, that and seeing uh, Space Babe at one point decides to disguise herself to sneak amongst the populace, uh-huh. which mostly just includes stealing some chick's bikini. <laughs> That's a disguise? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what, what What does she normally wear? A <laughs> uh, skin-tight spacesuit. It's not a really great disguise. Speak for yourself. Right. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Great outfit, lousy disguise. Yeah, okay. but, yeah basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know she's like 65 or something now, right now. Man, sex just gets better with age, dude. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So, Gamera Super Monster... 1980, skipping nine years since the apparently crappy Gamera vs. Zegra. Yeah, the, uh, by the 70s, the kaiju boom had by, pretty well faded. Godzilla lasted a few more years after, uh, into 1975, but at that point it retired. Uh, and it wasn't until 1980 that Dae... I just the... picture Godzilla moving to Florida. Like, <laughs> you know, joining, yeah, it's like, just goes antique shopping a lot. A lot and... of pinochle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bingoing. <laughs> you gonna give me that bingo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Gamera Super Monster was definitely the result of... Now, at the time, Dae was... Um, in the throes of bankruptcy, they had definitely fallen pretty far. Uh, they were really on the ropes. The entire Japanese film industry was really in a bad state at this point. They decided to make another Gamma movie, and it's mostly stock footage. In uh, fact... So it's The Exorcist 2 of, <laughs> of Gamma films. I would say it's even more egregious than that, because it's uh, every fight scene is just from a previous Gamma movie. That's... Why would you even watch this, then? It's because of the space babes! Are there brand new space babes? More space babes! Well, I mean, I can see that that sounds like one of the more appealing side aspects of the film. More so than the little kids, anyway. Uh, yeah, well, trust me, there is definitely a child protagonist. Okay. Alright, let's see. let's hear this one. What is it? I mean, is it like... Gamera, is this like The Sopranos? Gamera <laughs> like goes to see a therapist and is oh, just man. reliving all the stuff <laughs> that got him all fucked up. And then he's like... There's a duck in the pool, and he's like, oh, we gotta save the duck. Oh, man, I would... I bet you could recut this into a movie like that. Because <laughs> it's actually kind of a, kind of meta, because the kid is a fan of Gamera. Okay. He's, it takes place ostensibly in our world, where Gamera is a fictional character. Oh. And, um, but, and then, at some somehow, Gamera becomes real. Wow, so I'm, this predated Freddy's New Nightmare, so... <laughs> yeah, basically, it's a... God, this fucking movie. Okay, so hiding out on Earth, there are these three alien space babes who all have regular jobs but are called in action because the Xanon Empire is encroaching on Earth in a literal Star Destroyer. Like, they actually just used stock footage of the Star Star Destroyers. Not that bad, but they, they made a spaceship that looks almost identical to a Star Destroyer. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's all it's an original prop, but it's... Woof. It's 1980. Everyone was ripping off Star Wars. Yeah. If you, Hey, uh, listeners, go watch Message in Space sometime. Or any Roger Corman film that came out between 1977 and 1985. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That was a period of pop culture. Yeah, they were either ripping off Alien or Star Wars across the board. Right. I mean, and of course, Japan did not escape this. But, that being said, the uh, the Xanon Empire's got a good taste in ladies, because they send their own space babe down. So there's a lot of space babes. There's a lot of space babes. 
Uh, and she's all dark and brooding and all sultry and shit. Cool. Sounds and, like my kind of space babe. Yeah. And um, the lead space babe of the good space babes, um, she is, uh, I believe her and the bad space babe are actually, uh, were professional fighters in, uh, in, in the real world, in, in outside of the films. And this was like one of their one of their one of the films they've made. So when they remake it, it'll be Ronda Rousey, is what you're saying. I would watch the shit out of that. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, as and long they... as it wasn't just stock footage, but brand new remembrance <laughs> footage. <of that>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God! Now I'm just I'm just making them remaking this with Ronda Rousey and um, Gian Carano. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm already thinking about that. I gotta go be alone for a minute. <laughs> Me and my bunk. Uh, <laughs> but they actually they, the two these two space babes actually do throw down at one point and they friggin just they just beat the crap out of each other and it's kind of awesome. Uh, but anyway, uh, there is just a, the, the the main child protagonist character. He kind of starts rolling with the good space babes and um, you know kind of like you do plays piano for them like he's their little entertainer or something. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, and they roll. <laughs> The good space babes roll around this fucking van with its fucking curtained windows with cartoon characters on them. This thing is a fucking rolling probable cause if I've ever seen one. (laughs) It's free candy on this Yeah. (laughs) It is. Oh, boy. But, so the Xanon Empire starts sending monsters to Earth, and Gamera shows up to fight them in all the stock footage. They even get stock footage from the original Gamera movie where he's destroying, because at one point he gets mind-controlled. So wait. Yeah. This isn't like a thing where it's like, remember when Gamera did that? And no. It's saying, using this footage, that anybody who's even watching this fucking movie <laughs> has clearly seen these fights and know that these weren't from this movie. <laughs> That's the ultimate in cheap out. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. I mean, I can sort of understand back in the 60s and 70s when they would use stock footage because at the time, if a movie wasn't playing in a theater, you couldn't see it. I mean, it's not like they had VHS yet. Yeah. But we're into the 80s now, and it's like, this stuff has at least been on TV all the time. You would know this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? They were trying to cash in. They were in the throes of bankruptcy. They were doing what they can. I can't fault them for trying to make a buck. Well, you can. I can, but not not die. Eh? They had moved over to. Uh, at this point, they're going to start moving into softcore porn. So mm. Mm. there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a company that just keeps sending me Japanese softcore porn, and I'm like, do you, I do think you, that's very generous you of want, you, but I don't know why you keep sending it to me. Do, do you want? Do you want to keep those? Your like, wife would never forgive me if I sent you home with a bunch of <laughs> Japanese softcore porn. She's got to know. She's not going to listen to this. <laughs> she doesn't know what I do. Uh, oh, Jesus. Anyway. This is not good. No, it's not. Anyway, that's their business. Unfortunately, Dae had a lot of restructuring after this point. Uh, they almost completely dissolved. I mean, they were in a bad way. Gamma or Super Monster didn't exactly set the world on fire. Mm. So, fast forward to the 90s. Wow, so 15 years before we see Gamma again. And not yep. even on Ultraman. No, no, not even, no... Uh, so we, he never crossed over with anybody. No, G- Gamera has always been uh, singularly either with Dae or now Katakawa, which is a larger company, uh, never crossed over with Godzilla. There was, actually, you know what? The only time, the closest thing that can be said that they ever crossed over was that there was an episode of Ultraman directed by um, a Godzilla and Gamera director who opens the episode with, and this is like a 2000s Ultraman, so it was a more recent show. Um, it opens the episode with two kids slapping Gamera and Godzilla toys together, saying, Gamera is stronger! No, Godzilla is stronger! Mm. <laughs> no, Ultraman is stronger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it says, so I'm curious, because this next round of films here, Gamera... Uh, Guardian of the Universe, Gamera 2, Attack of Legion, and Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris. Mm-hmm. It says it's by this company called Heisei? Is no, that, or um, is this still... What's the, what does it mean when the first round says Showa and the second one says Heisei? Uh, it's, it's delineating uh, who was Emperor at the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, all of the... Um, all the eras of pop culture in Japan, mm-hmm. ostensibly, are delineated by these timelines. Wow, okay, I didn't the, know that. The Showa era goes from like post-World War II all the way up to the 80s. Okay. And then the Heisei is what we're in now. 
Okay. The Heisei is like but this late is still 80s. Dayu. Dayu is Dayu, the company sorry. that's who, still... Who has, is still somehow holding on. They managed to make a bit of a comeback, uh, and when they were kind of gearing up to make a Gamera movie, at the time, Godzilla was making a new series of movies as well. This is the Heisei Godzilla movies. This is stuff like Godzilla vs. Bailante, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, Godzilla yeah. vs. Space Godzilla. I like those movies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're alright. They're, um... I actually like those movies better than the original ones myself. I know that's a sin, but that's because for me, I can't I, I just can't take this stuff but so seriously. So it's the goofier it gets, the happier I am. That's why I love Smog Monster. Smog Monster's great. Well, Smog like, Monster's a show on movie. It's so absurd. Yeah. That's why it's my favorite of the originals. It's yeah. it's a really it's a really I, I think that some something to kind of remember, and this is a point that I do want to make, especially it's it's kind of a thesis statement that I, I kind of crutch Giganticast on, which is they know that this stuff looks the way it does. Yeah. Here in the West, we perceive special effects as they have to be as realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. You have to forget that it's an effect, or you have to hide the fact that it's a man in a suit. Well, in some ways, this was like almost, you could say, the, their attitude towards it was equivalent to fans of wrestling today's attitude. Yeah, that's yeah, very we get, it's, we get it's fake. We know that. We don't right. care. It's fun. We love, enjoy rooting for our guys. And yeah, Exactly. Yeah. You have to accept the fact that it's not intended to be realistic. It's right. intended to look fun, or to look cool, sure. or to look stylized in a way. Okay. And so... Um, with this new 90s era of Dai, they wanted to make a new Gamera movie because to, to, to because Godzilla had actually wrapped up at that point uh, with Godzilla vs. Destroyer, so they were like, okay, well, we're going to make a new Gamera movie. At first, they were going to make a 60-minute kitty Gamera movie. They were going to bring back Noriaki Yuasa to make um, a very conservative kaiju movie. And which, which film did he do previously again? Uh, Noriaki Wasa did most of the Showa Gamera movies. Okay. Not the, not did, the first two, but... He the did the first up. one. Okay. He did not do the second one, but then he did... I, I think he did all of the subsequent ones. I don't know if he did Super Monster. Okay. I think he maybe he did. It definitely has all of his hallmarks. <laughs> uh, Quite literally, because they were taken from his films. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so, um, so come 1995, they were thinking about doing this, uh, and then... Uh, they meet up with this uh, up-and-coming young director named Shusuke Kaneko, who is the savior of the genre, basically. This guy came in and said he grew up with Godzilla and Gamera, um, had been for years trying to direct a Godzilla movie, but Toho don't work like that. You don't come in from the outside. You have to be, for a long time, you had to be promoted from the inside. Uh So Kaneko basically said, well, look, uh, Let's make us uh, a new Gamera movie. I'll make the new Gamera movie, and I'm going to make it fucking awesome. We're going to make a good movie. He brought in the screenwriter from Ghost in the Shell. He brought in uh, his partner, uh, Shinji Higuchi, who worked with him on Neon Genesis Evangelion. They weren't fucking around. No. Uh, and, And Higuchi was and is the, like best one of the best special effects guys in japan working today he directed the recent attack on titan movies which i haven't seen yet have you did you get to see the first one? i saw the first one um it it's a little shaky it's not as bad as a lot of the fans say it is they're like oh this movie sucks why does it suck it's different from the anime fuck you um but the effects are fucking great i mean it's all tons of practical stuff and with a bunch of cg mixed in Hmm. it's really cool okay um and he's he is one of the co-directors on the new Godzilla movie coming out next year. Okay, the yep. new Japanese Godzilla. the new Japanese Godzilla okay. movie, not the American, the no. second American. Movie. No, that's going to be Gareth Edwards, supposedly. Okay. So anyway, uh, so they brought they were not fucking around. They said, "Give us a conservative budget and basically get out of our way, and we're going to make you a badass Gamera movie." And they fucking delivered. So Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, uh-huh. one of the best Gamera films. It was the, certainly the best Gamera movie at that point. One of the best kaiju movies ever made. Oh wow. So- uh, words indeed. Yes, I uh, and Some, somewhere millions of Godzilla fans just shuddered. Oh, fucking nut up! <laughs> you have your sixty years worth of Godzilla movies. Fuck off! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just so damn good. I uh, it, it's really solid. The effects work are is a little dated. Some of the puppeting puppeteering work is a little janky, but it's just really creative. So what's the story? Handled. I don't want to give away too much because I really want to encourage listeners if you haven't seen it even if you're not really that much of a kaiju fan if you have a passing interest in kaiju you can get the box set of all three of these movies for like 10 bucks online so good um, the mo- the story is um, 
there is a rash of accidents in the South Seas Islands off the coast of Japan. Uh, these uh, investigators go out to check it out because supposedly it has something to do with birds. Uh, turns out that it's the Gauss, and this is a new, this is a reboot, so it's a entirely new continuity. The Gauss are these, you know, carnivorous bat creatures that are running amok and tearing apart the islands. The government decides, well, we want to capture these because these are ostensibly a new uh, species. A new species. Yeah. Um, much to the chagrin of Dr. Nagamine, who's like the main character, uh, who is just like, you guys are fucking nuts. These things are going to kill people. So. Uh, at the same time... We'll create a theme park and fill it with them. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? It's just, you know, just don't hire any overweight uh, computer engineers. Uh, computer programmers, sorry. Nah, uh, uh. <laughs> so, the uh, uh, what happens, though, is that now the gals have returned, essentially, because they had been gone for a while. The, the, what's discovered is, through the, uh, through the characters discover that there's this legend, because they discover this big floating atoll out in the ocean. It has a, a, a tablet, uh, a big tab- tablet on it that has this ancient language written in it that says, um, we bestow to the cradle of time. Uh, oh, how does it go? It's like, uh, the last hope Gamera, we bestow to the cradle of time, made awaken with Gauss the shadow of evil. Um, Seems pr- really specific. Yeah, well, they weren't fucking around. They were like, hey, guys. Um, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Call Gamera. Fucking, yeah. yeah. Well, it turns out the atoll is Gamera. <laughs> I, I, I guessed it probably yeah. was. Yeah. So Gamera comes to shore and immediately starts tearing stuff up. And it's because he is just trying to get to the Gauss. He's like the Terminator. He just will fuck everything in his pa- path just to kill the gals. He's fucking everything in his path. God, that big turtle dick, man. Uh, <laughs> rapey camera. That's disturbing. It's not rapey. He just, uh, it's not that rapey. It's only a little it's mildly rapey at best. He's just, he has no care to what's in his path. He's just, he's programmed to destroy the gals. Right. So, uh, thankfully though, uh, this uh, main character, uh, Ayako Fujitani is the actress, who's actually Steven Seagal's daughter. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, she uh, is uh, given a, a, a bead, this little this little amulet that was found on the atoll on Gamera's back, and the agency that discovered them, you know, has been keeping them all in like a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. But one of the guys working for the group gives her one just as a gift. He's like, "You've got lots of them. Just let her have one." And she takes it and it immediately starts glowing. And Turns out she has formed a connection with Gamera, which simultaneously makes him stronger and also makes him more aware of humanity and yeah, makes him so actually protect people. Yeah, stop destroying everything in your path. Right, it makes yeah. him like Just more. Go through Detroit. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that would be really advantageous. <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to go too much in, more into the plot, but that's the setup. Is that it? Actually, sets up this really subtle arc for Gamera through the rest of the two movies, the, the subsequent two movies, about his relationship with humanity uh-huh. and how. Um, on the one hand, if he has a connection with humanity, he values them and wants to protect them and protect people. But humanity, in turn, may actually be the cause of this. They may actually be the reason the Gauss are returning because of environmental destruction and all, right, so, all this other stuff. So this trilogy, really, these are actually all connected in plot. Yes. Uh, Gamma 2 Attack of the Legion in 1996 is an even better movie. It's no? some of the best hard sci-fi I've seen in a kaiju movie. I mean, they really do a really good job of making you believe that these space bugs called the Legion are <laughs> could possibly exist. Like, they uh, specifically eat silicates so that they can create um, gas uh, in their bodies so they can move their limbs because they're insectoids, they don't have endoskeletons, all this stuff. It's really, really cool science fiction-y stuff. (laughs) It's so much fun. And it has some great battles. Okay. Yeah, just really knock down, drag out. I mean, all three of these movies have great fights. So what is this one about? Gamma than giant insects from space. Well, yeah. Cool insides. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> so this meteor this meteorite crash uh, crash lands into Japan in northern Japan, and with it comes this swarm of these giant bugs who are also basically like harvester ants. They grow uh, a giant flower fungus thing in the middle of whatever city they've invaded. Okay, the flower in turn. Uh, creates tons of extra oxygen in the city, so that way the bugs find a way to ignite it 
and launches the seed pods to the next planet. The seed pods, which then carry the bugs with them. Okay. In turn... Gotcha so far. Seems when, reasonably, you know, in terms of, like, when you think of how biology works and everything, yeah. you know, presuming there's a giant space version of this, you're like, okay, yeah. fair enough. Unfortunately, they happen to destroy whatever city they launch out well, of. Well, yeah. And the reason, and they even have a reason why they do it in cities, is because they invade the cities because the radio waves being sent out by the cities they perceive as threats, because they operate on radio waves and everything. So they perceive like, okay, okay these are these are interrupting our own communications with our other giant bug friends. So let me guess, Tokyo. <laughs> They're heading for Tokyo. Why they... does anyone keep building on that spot? I don't, you know? Well, considering they annihilate Sendai in the movie, like, cleaned off the Earth. Okay. Like, Gamera tries to, st- he, he manages to stop the seeds from launching, but the city is destroyed. Yeah. It's a really dramatic, well-done scene, and it's, oh, God, this movie's so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of really great characters in it. Not a whole lot of returning characters from the first movie, but... Really great, solid character moments, a lot of subtle humor, just a really fun, entertaining little romp of a movie. And it has one of the most badass endings. Okay. Yeah. Is it like cliffhanger ending? Or? Uh, not quite, but there, but Gamera, I don't want to spoil it, but Gamera does this really cool move that's like, whoa, I didn't even know he could do that! <laughs> it's really awesome, and I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. I really, yeah. I'm moving around a lot. I really hope the microphone's picking me up. I, I think it'll be all right. All right. I'm yeah. screaming a lot. I'm actually, my voice is starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I've never talked this much ever without drawing at the same time. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> that's my life. Okay, so wrapping this trilogy up was Gamera, Revenge of Iris. This is considered by many to be one of, if not the greatest giant monster movie ever made. Really? Like, rival to the original Godzilla. Okay. Uh, Just, it's one of the best series of special effects sequences put to a Japanese film. It's an almost perfect blend of CGI and practical effects. Um, It's... It's really dark. It's darker than the previous two movies. Uh, Gamera is, uh, through the events of the previous movie, Gamera is actually back to Terminator mode. He does not care about humanity anymore. Somebody needs to get a bead on him. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Uh, In fact, he, uh, just trying to destroy the Gauss, he fucking annihilates an entire subsection of Tokyo. And I mean, people are just dying left and right, being swept up in firestorms. But he can't help himself. Yeah, he's just, he doesn't care. He's trying to kill the Gauss. He has one, yeah, singular-minded. Right. And Gamera looks terrifying in this version. He's all, like, spiked out and really vicious-looking and just, it's the scariest Gamera's ever looked. Okay, for a giant, it's as scary as a giant turtle can look, is what you're saying. I I could show you some clips and you would be like, okay, a little scared of Gamera now. Um, (laughs) Anyway... Unfortunately, this is the reverse of the of the first film. Whereas a young woman connected with Gamera and proceeded to try to protect the world through Gamera. In this movie, a young woman whose family was unfortunately killed by Gamera finds another monster, forms a connection with it through a darker version of the amulet from the first film. And says, go beat up the guy who killed my family. Basically, yeah. Okay. And this is Iris. And Iris is one of the weirdest monsters put to film. It's this big glowing, tentacled, spiked, angelic-looking thing. It's really strange and weird and Angelic cool. didn't seem like it went with those other words you used. When, when, he, when, he's, when she is flying, she has these, these glowing like wings that make her look angelic in a weird All way. Right, so it's you're like, really... good guy. <laughs> well, it's funny because it also ties into the way Japan... Um, appropriates uh, religious imagery. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Japanese and Chinese mythology being thrown around in this movie, but Iris looking like an angel is uh, consistent with a lot of depictions of Christianity in Japanese fiction, which is, for the most part, it's just another mythology to them. Yeah. But it's also frequently uh, an aesthetic used by the villains because it, it implies a holier-than-thou, high-and-mighty, I'm-looking-down-on-you uh, huh. mentality. I did not know that. It's interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a cool little thing that I picked up on <laughs> after watching as much shit that I do. So in this film, are you supposed to be... You're not supposed to be rooting for Iris, or maybe it's a no. trick where at some point you are, and then you find out, well, I probably shouldn't have been rooting for Iris her. starts out really cute and small okay. and, like, super adorable, but then she drinks people. 
She drinks people? Stabbing them and draining them of their juices. Oh, okay. Yeah, not good. No. No. Generally, not good. No. I mean, if they're Nazis, sure. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, this is more like the kind family that took in the little girl after her family was killed. Okay. Yeah. So, probably shouldn't have used the bead. Nope. Yeah. But you did. And now she's basically become drunk on the power that Iris has, and they throw down in Kyoto... And it is one of the most spectacular giant monster fights put to film. I mean, it's really fucking good. Right I'm on. building it up a lot, and I hate doing that, but <laughs> I just love it so but, damn much. I mean, much. presumably anybody listening to this has an interest in watching some kaiju films. Presumably. so, And you're telling them this is the best of the Gamera's, if not one of the best of the kaiju films altogether. Yeah, I, I, I cannot stress enough, though, you have to watch all three movies in sequence, because they form one cohesive story. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not... You could watch an individual movie by itself and kind of get what's going on, but the little threads that connect them are really interesting. Does it have, like, a decisive end to the trilogy, sort of? <sighs> it, it actually ends kind of ambiguously. It ends... Okay. I don't want to spoil it, but it ends on the note that Gamera will always be there to defend us, but uh, he's going to, he's going to his death, basically. He is to exist as a martyr, Okay. Yeah, it's kind of kind of confusing. The idea is that there will always be a Gamera, but maybe not this Gamera. Maybe not this Gamera. Yeah, this Gamera is is used up, basically. But he's going to keep fighting until his last breath, basically. Yeah, because there's Gauss all over the goddamn place. Yeah. Well, (laughs) a little spoiler: the film ends with thousands of Gauss descending on Japan. Yeah, that's not so good. Nope. And Gamera is like, well, gotta go take care of business. (laughs) So good. So it's like good. the end of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> Except- <laughs> God, that's awesome, actually. All right, so we got we to gotta keep this rolling. Yeah, to, um, on to the... Why is it called Millennium? Because it came out after 2000? Um, this, this, that's... Uh, that's yeah, basically. That's, I mean, that's obviously not the name of an emperor. No, no. The millennium. <laughs> Although, Jesus, how cool would that? That would be, be so cool. I emperor. am Emperor Millennium. <laughs> Bring me your wives. <laughs> so. Uh, or maybe he's actually he could be really lame, or he's like, oh, I gotta get back on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the latter. Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. So the Millennium series is it's actually more of a Godzilla thing. Uh, the post ninety nine Godzilla films are called the Millennium series. Uh, up to 2004. Um, and then Millennium just kind of got rolled out into all the other franchises. Although they're they're all st- still technically just referred to as Heisei. Okay. It's a little confusing. Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, but then it was seven years since 1999's uh, uh, Gamera Revenge Virus that they put out Gamera the Brave in right. 2006. Yes. And Gamera the Brave, uh, this film was kind of precious to me because precious in the sense that, like, it came out... Uh, it was kind of intended to be a bit of a revival because uh, Godzilla had gone away again. He'd come back and gone away again. So they were like, okay, time for Gamera to come back. And it's a very, it's a very kind of artsier, more subtle, slow burn uh, a Gamera movie where kids are actually the main characters again. But I would compare it more to like a Stand By Me approach to kids where it's very kids much more realistic find a dead gamma on the road track and <laughs> a little more complicated than that okay. uh well what it is is that the main character is this little boy whose uh mother had died his he's become estranged from his father they don't really even talk anymore um, even despite his father's best best efforts, his father had seen a Gamera. This is disconnected from the previous films. This is another new continuity. Okay, his father had watched a Gamera destroy a bunch of Gauss to protect everyone. Basically, a Gamera sacrificed itself to save uh, save everybody in Japan. So he carries that with him. And it becomes a point of contention when the little boy discovers a tortoise, a little a little turtle, uh, that uh, whose egg was kind of nestled in this red amulet thing. Okay. Yeah. Turns out this little turtle is a new Gamera because it just keeps growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Starts flying around. Okay. <laughs> yep. Starts starts burping fire. And it's kind of a cute little E.T. thing where he's trying to keep it secret. His friends, like, keep it... He and his friends keep it in their clubhouse and go out to feed it and stuff. And then one day, one day the little turtle the turtle disappears. And the little kid is devastated because it was, like, where all of his emotional turmoil was being directed towards this turtle. It was, like, his only friend. So, no, not his only friend, but it was, like, 
it was his precious it was his his precious pet basically okay so then this other monster named Zetus who's like a big kind of a Godzilla analog it's this big reptile with a flappy uh, Dilophosaur oh, yeah. I frill. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, you may have seen this movie. I, I may have. Yeah. I've seen at least two of the later day Gamera films. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one. That's okay. It's been a while. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> so uh, Gamera the Brave, it's, 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 it's simultaneously a lighter film and also sometimes a darker film because Zetus is just starts eating people. I mean, like... Like, you hear them screaming as he's munching on them. Yeah. Like, really, you, you don't see them, you don't see him, like, munching body parts, but, like, you can just hear him, like, <laughs> on, like, groups of people that he's cornered. Well, you gotta eat them fast, otherwise they get soggy in the milk. Yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah. you know, you gotta be able to like them when they're crunchy. Yeah. That uh, peak milk... Uh, integration. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> peak blood integration. Uh, so then the little the little Gamera shows up, and he's bigger now. He's like like I would say King Kong sized. Okay. But the Zetus is still kaiju size. So this little Gamera is trying to protect his friends and getting the crap kicked out of him. He manages to drive Zetus off by setting his face on fire. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. And then the government captures him. And does it's it's a very ET like movie. Gamera? Captures Gamera. Okay. It's a very ET like movie. Um, and then the kid's gonna hide this King Kong sized Gamera in his house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he tried to do. It just got too damn big. Yeah, fair enough. So anyway, uh, again, this is one of the most underrated monster movies out there because it's so good. It has great effects, really great characters, good writing. I it it bombed it tanked because at the time Japan was burned out on monsters. There was uh the 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 time between 2004 and 2000 and 2014 is known as the empty decade because kaiju films would like try to come out and then they would just fizzle and mm. yeah, it's kind of sad. I mean, it was really kind of the dark ages there for a while. <laughs> uh but yeah, you know, it was a good movie. It just didn't click with audiences. It was too slow burn, it was too subtle, too much character development. So yeah, um And so we really didn't see anything again until what? Like the Gareth Edwards Godzilla. Yeah, the Gareth Edwards Godzilla is what put Godzilla back, or Kaiju back on the map. Okay. I mean, and now it sounds like everybody is planning a Kaiju, like a right, know, yeah, new thing. I know there's a Japanese Godzilla that everybody's super excited about. Yeah, Shin Gojira is the title. Yeah, and yeah. but uh, there's also isn't there also a new Gamera? Well, okay, so uh, last month uh, or earlier in October at New York Comic Con, out of fucking nowhere. Katokawa showed up. Now, there had been rumors that they were talking about doing a new Gamera movie like a, like back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing ever came of that. They didn't they didn't they 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 just just went dark on that. I talked to some contacts of mine who said that they were having financial problems and they scuttled the movie. Uh, and then out of nowhere, New York Comic Con, they came out with this uh, test footage, this this proof of concept. And it was a very CG heavy um Gauss swarming over a city. Uh, a little kid is running with his father. His father gets eaten. Uh, then Gamera shows up and wipes out the Gauss. Um, and it's all, it's very CG heavy. Looks pretty cool. I mean, I'm 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 I feel like it's weirdly sacrilege for a kaiju movie in Japan to not use guys in suits. Yeah. But to be perfectly honest, if Gamera tried to come out with a guy in suit monster movie, it wouldn't get the same amount of attention that a CGI heavy one would. Sure. I mean, as long as the CGI is good enough now, I don't have a problem. It's all right. Like, I mean, that was a lot of people like, oh, the new Godzilla is all CG. I'm like, yeah, but he looked pretty damn good. It's definitely some of the better CG I've seen in recent years. Yeah, I was like, I didn't really have that big a problem with it considering that I wasn't watching the movie going constantly, oh, man, fucking CG. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the same time, um,. Shin Gojira is going to be a mix of CG and practical effects. Okay. Yeah, because I mean they they hired Shinji Higuchi again. They hired Hideaki Anno, who was the director and creator of Evangelion. So they are big practical effects guys. Well, but even this, this camera, right? This is a proof of concept. It's not necessarily what yeah. we're going to end up with. They were talking at the panel about how they didn't. They were kind of half joking that they didn't have any money to mm-hmm. make it. Mm-hmm. So they were throwing around the idea of maybe doing crowdfunding for it, which 
that's the way to go these days, apparently, yeah. if your company doesn't that's want to put money into a product. Probably more than a few uh, millionaires in Japan and around the world who grew up watching Gamera films. I would throw some cash at that, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, it's Wait, you're a millionaire? <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Damn, God, comics really does pay. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I just want, I just like, yeah, fucking do it. I'll throw some cash at it. Like, I, I really, I would, I am fucking shocked that we're get we are potentially getting a new Gamera movie. I'm sh- fucking shocked we're getting Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. I thought that was never going to happen. Yo, I remembered your Facebook rants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah. You're like, this isn't happening, people. Give it up. And then it's like, no, it actually is happening. And then... From the Matt Frank camp. Sound of crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, I, I, I fucking eat my words. I was certain it was never going to happen. And whoop, look at look what happened. Well, anyway. and you had every reason to believe that because Toho doesn't play nice with anybody. They they have a certain way of doing business and it doesn't gel with some people. Yeah, and, and I, I got to be PC about this. I'm trying to get them to pay me. Two uh, American production companies also having to work together who own separately the rights. Right. So it was like, yeah, that seems unlikely. Yeah. I was, I was with you on that going, yeah, I know that everybody wants it to happen, but there's a lot of people who have to shake hands. <laughs> yeah, basically it's, it's, I'm just, I'm just amazed. And look, really, I think Pacific Rim was kind of a catalyst for a lot of this. Yeah. It came, it, it didn't set the world on fire, obviously no. financially, but the only reason that they even greenlit and then subsequently um, postponed Pacific Rim 2 was because Godzilla did well. Yeah. And I think that like it, what it did was, I mean, Pacific Rim almost shit was a proof of concept film itself of right. saying, look what we can do now. Right. You know? Look what we can do with this genre. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Everybody's trying to get on that. I think it's great. We need more giant monster movies, more kaiju movies. (laughs) I'm 100% in support of a new Gamera movie, CGI or not. Uh, I think the new... I I really recommend go look for Gamera 2015 on YouTube. There's probably... You can probably still find it. It kept getting taken down. It might still be up. It's a pretty cool proof of concept. And Lord knows, maybe we'll get another Gamera movie sometime in the next year or so. I'm sure nothing would make you happier. Well... Think of a few things. Maybe Gamera versus Godzilla. But <laughs> <laughs> that I wouldn't hold your breath. Nope. For. Nope. Not gonna happen. <laughs> nope. Anyway, well, I think we gotta wrap this up. But um okay. I think for a first episode of Giganticast, I think it's pretty good. Second episode of Gigantic Second episode. <laughs> so first first of a two parter. Yes, first, first of a two parter. First two parter. Second of a two parter. Second of a something. It's we're tired versus camera uh, versus yes <laughs> and uh this is uh yeah this is hopefully we can try and make this a little bit more regular i gotta get my own shit in order first to try to of course you've got so many things on your plate it's amazing you had time to do this i i was happy to do it i've gotta go wrap up uh issue three of project nemesis now uh we're our schedule got a little wonky, so we're a little behind now, by, you know. Are, uh, don't you have your own Gamera project in the works? Yeah. Um, I've been working on a Gamera, on a, on a fan-made Gamera comic, a doujinshi, if you will, called uh, Gamera. Well, it's actually not, I can't call it Gamera. I'm calling it The Last Hope. And it's essentially an origin story of Gamera. I started to think, like, well, what happened, you know? But I didn't want to be too literal with it, so that's why I got my buddy Josh Bugosh, yes, that's his name, uh, who's a dear friend of mine, to... um I got him to uh, help me write a script in an epic poem-style format, kind of a Beowulf-esque format, because I wanted to have a legendary quality to it. Okay. So it's... it's And he turned in a great script. Uh, it's I'm working on it right now. It's probably not going to be done until sometime early next year, just because of the amount of work I want to put into it. It will the whole thing will be available online. Every every page will be up online, and then I will have physical copies though at cons if people want them. Okay, you know, just and they'll have some supplemental material. Be like, hey, check it out. You know, where, where online is this? It, would they look for this? It'll probably be on my DeviantArt page, probably on Facebook too. Like my DeviantArt is Kaiju Samurai. Uh, com. You can just type in Matt Frank Godzilla and you'll find it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and it'll also probably be like I said on Facebook. Uh, and I'm also got a Tumblr called um, uh, what the hell is my Tumblr? Uh, <laughs> well, my <laughs> That'd tum- be a great name for a Tumblr page. Uh, oh man, I gotta make a note of that. Uh, hang on, I gotta pull it up. Well, while he's looking it up, let me just tell you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Leave comments about what you think, who you would like to see Matt Frank potentially talk to, mm-hmm. uh, what topics or movies you would like to see him discuss on this sort of thing. Uh, Matt loves comments. Mm-hmm. Nice people comment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's going to that that's going to end well. The the last hope uh Tumblr is called 
The Last Hope Dojin, which is D-O-U-J-I-N. Okay. Dot Tumblr dot com. Uh, my regular Tumblr is Spankzilla85, because I'm a child. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, th- that pretty much sums it up. Also, just so everybody knows, you can get all the Gamera movies in one big box set from, I believe, Mill Creek. Uh, and uh, let's see, you can that's the, the Legacy Collection, which is all of the first 11 films. You can get that for 10 freaking bucks. You can get the MST3K box set... Yeah. Which I highly which recommend. Beautiful. I have it. Comes in a metal tin. Yeah, I got so that too. So nice. So awesome. Uh, I highly recommend that. Uh, it, it also that that box set also has a interview with August Ragone, uh, where he talks uh, at length about Gamera. Most of the information I said here I got from him. Mm. Uh, the um, Shout Factory originally put out. All of the original Showa Gamera movies on beautiful individual DVDs, or rather a couple of two-packs, and those have commentaries and uh, art galleries and trailers. Those are I really highly recommend, too, if you're like a diehard Gamera fan. Yeah, if you want it in the purest form. Now, don't the, don't the actual uh, Shout Factory ones have the original films on them, as like without the robots on them as well? Uh, there's a, it's a separate... There's a, there are two separate sets, like, there's the MSG3K site, which is just the Oh, no, I, th- I thought maybe they had the actual episodes on them. Like, it was like each just had the... No, the no, they have the okay. original Japanese versions, and then they have the MSG3K versions. Okay. And then they also... The the uh, Mill Creek release of, yeah. the, of the Blu-rays. Movies. Yeah. Which have the ADV films dubs, as well as the Japanese versions. <gasps> and <laughs> Media Blasters put out Gamera the Brave, which I highly recommend tracking down, even though I think it's out of print and it's kind of hard to find. But it's still worth your time. Okay. Yep. Cool. And then, of course, there's all the various comic books and video oh. games. and uh, I yeah. wish, I really want to play Gamera 2000. It, it's, a, it's like a, it's a Panzer Dragoon style Ooh, rail shooter. Awesome. Yeah. It, it looks really fun. Uh, yeah, so... Just uh, freaking uh, go Gamera out for a little while. Celebrate Gamera's birthday. Yeah, 50, yeah. 50 years old. 50 years old, still farting and flying. <laughs> <laughs> and we will, I'm not sure when we'll be back with another episode, but as soon as we can, and that will depend a lot on you guys' enthusiasm and mm-hmm. comments and everything. Yes, yes. Uh, I really appreciate it, uh, uh, Chris, for having me on. And have you have uh, I having you on, you helping me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. Yes. Exactly. Either way, it's your show. Yeah, I know. I'm just along for the ride. Well, you're, you've are you been a big help already in these first two episodes, so thank you very much. Of course. And uh, with that being said, we'll uh, uh, one more time push the button for you.